Very shortly going to catch up with uh, Scotty Sattler, talk some rugby league. Uh, we will have a look over the ashes and what happened, uh, what has happened over the first three days, and we're going to catch up with Jimmy Smith a bit later on as well. You can text her on double eight double three at any point during the show. Lots of texts coming in on Roger Tui Vasa Sheik. I might ask our next guest about that. It is a former Penrith Lock and ECN host from across the ditch, good friend of our show as well, Scotty Sattler. Welcome in, Sats. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm doing very well. So much I want to talk about with you, but firstly, I just want to throw a name at you, Alex Twole. <laughs> yeah, they started. They're thinking about getting uh, shirts made up. The hashtag I was there. Was, uh, <laughs> Alex Twole, after 116 NRL games, scores his first try on the weekend. Now I went and had a look at the replay again yesterday, and I still think there was a knock on in mid air, but we're not going to oh, take it off. Don't set. Don't do oh, that to him. I know, so but in saying that, um, it really has taken the rugby league landscape by storm. It's, it's uh, yeah, for the listeners out there who don't know who Alex Twall is, he's a front row of the place for the West Tigers. He's a, he's a wonderful young man. He's very likeable, and he hasn't been able to score a try in 116 NRL games. So for, I reckon probably the last year, there's been this campaign to try and get him across the trial line. Now, Coach Tim Sheens, when he took on the head coaching role again at the West Tigers, he said to Alex Twall, one of my great ambitions is to get you across the stripe for the first time while I'm coaching here, and he's been able to do that. So uh, it's a great story. He scores his first try against Melbourne on the weekend. Their only try, mind you, the West Tigers in that loss to the Melbourne Storm on the weekend. And and now, um, and the good part about it is the referee had a smile. The referee went up and <laughs> congratulated him. It's, just, yeah. it's actually just embraced the rugby league community. It's been a really good story. Yeah, and I, like all the fans going nuts, and even the Tigers players, it was just it was just awesome. And even uh, the commentary as well. I know uh, on the Fox League commentary here, Vossi nearly broke a, broke his vocal cords uh, getting up getting up and uh, pumped about it. Sets uh, another name that uh, that I want to throw at you is Ben Hunt because man, this mm. this story is uh, it just keeps taking a turn. And now it's only a report that I saw this morning, but there is a report that he's now even willing to pay out his own contract. He's that desperate to get out of the Dragons. I mean. Where, where's he going to go? Where, where are the logical and viable options for Ben Hunt? Well, firstly, if he's willing to pay out his contract, which is a lot of money, mind you, it's $1.1 million reportedly a season. He's still got two and a half seasons to go on his contract. Uh, lost his very good friend and mentor in Anthony Griffin as, as the coach of the Dragons, who was he was terminated uh, a few weeks ago. It must, things must be really bad at a club internally if a player is, is willing to do that. It's not a great science for the Dragons. But in saying that, you sign a contract, a very handsome contract, mind you, and as a player, you are responsible, not, not, not completely responsible, but largely responsible for how coaches keep their jobs. Mm. So if you aren't able to keep a first-grade coach's job because of performances... Well, in essence, you've played a role in that. So what I want to say is to the, the Dragons, who are in absolute turmoil at the moment, Sammy, the, but they've got a really opportunity, real good opportunity here to make a really strong stance about what they stand for as a club moving forward and, and that they're not going to be a club that's going to be walked over and rolled over. So uh, if I was the Dragons, I'd be saying to Benny, listen, Benny, get Origin out of the way on Wednesday night. Take another day to recuperate. Let's get you in the office. Let's sit down and talk about our vision with our new coach, Shane Flanagan. And let's talk about where we see you and how important you're going to be to this club when it comes to recruiting and who we need to get at the club so we can have sustainability for the next five or ten years. Um, 
if the decision is still no, I want to go and I want to go play for a club in Queensland, well, the only club is the Gold Coast Titans. Now, as good as Benny Hunt is, uh, and he is a very good player and will play a major role if, if Queensland will wrap up the Origin Series, he is 30, 34 in February. And if the Gold Coast Titans are going to pay any more than $650,000, for him, well, they need, you know, they need to be questioned about about what their sustainability is like as well. So um, if I'm the Dragons, I'd be standing firm and I'd be saying, you're not going anywhere. You've got a contract to fulfil and we hope you enjoy the, the, new, uh, the new vision that we have moving forward. We want you to be a big part of that. Um, it may mean you know, a position after, the, after rugby league as well in coaching or pathways development, whatever it may be. But we want you to be part of that. So as the Dragons, I'd be standing firm. I wouldn't be letting him go anywhere. And if he doesn't want to play, unfortunately, he's got to sit on the sideline like Gordy Tallis did in 1996 when he left the, the Dragons to go to the Broncos. But it's it's fascinating, those stats, because a lot of Warriors fans can, can sympathise with that point of view and the fact of, obviously, during COVID, we had a lot of guys asking for early releases and the club was granting them left and right. A lot of people saying, why aren't we standing firm? Why aren't we telling these guys they've got to fulfil their contracts? And it happens all the time in the NRL. But at the same time, how is it tenable if a player is, is being this vocal about wanting to leave? How can, you, how can he be good for the club to stay? Because there's been a lot of circumstances, Sammy, where you say, and it is, if you kick up enough, kick enough sand in the face of the club and the supporters, you, you know, the supporters and everyone just more or less says, oh, we don't want this in our club. It could end up becoming poisonous. Um, we might as well just get him out of the club, keep his 1.1 million for the next two years, and let's go find some players. The problem is, there's not a lot of players on the market mm. that can, the marquee players that are going to going to demand that sort of money. So, you know. As a club, there's been circumstances before where player A is playing at a club, but he's got an option to go to club uh, club B. Um, but if if that doesn't become a realistic opportunity, legacy and pride takes over, and that means well, at the end of the day, I'm still going to play a player rugby league at a club, and is probably my second option at the moment. But I'm still going to be getting playing rugby league, get to possibly play Origin, and earn over a million dollars a year. Pride all of a sudden takes over. And and when I talk about legacy, if you continue to, to um, make waves for the club and and um, and also um, basically um, form an opinion that the club is is, is, uh, is not a club worth supporting, well, then your legacy gets gets uh, interfered with as well. The way that you're remembered as a player as opposed to being this... It's very good player, very, very good player, I've got to say. A great origin player. And then the last couple of years of your career, you, you're, reminded, you're reminding people that you're more or less a troublemaker. That's not what anyone wants on their, on their conscience and their legacy. Mm. So I hope common sense prevails here, and I just hope that the Dragons can sit down with Benny Hunt and say, you've signed a contract, we want you to fulfil it. But most of all, we want you to be part of what our future looks like. And... Mm. Uh, I think hopefully they can come to some agreement. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting times ahead, Sats. Um, have a quick look at the uh, the games from the weekend, and there were only uh, it was a truncated round with the bye. Uh, and starting with the Cowboys, who, you know, before their bye, three weeks before it went down by sixty six points to eighteen against the Tigers, but they've beaten the Storm forty five points to twenty. They go into the bye, and then they come out and beat the Panthers. And I know, you know, it was a depleted Panthers team, but it was also a somewhat depleted Cowboys team. Are they just starting to build something a little bit? The Cowboys, they're not in the eight yet, but I just have that feeling 
that they're starting to turn things around in 23? Yeah, Sammy, it's all about timing um, in in competitions. Whether you're going to try and win a comp and win a minor premiership, make the top four, or even just to make the top eight, you've got to take, get, take advantage of any situation that the competition throws at you. And you can't control that. So you've got to take it on board and try and take advantage of it. That's what the Cowboys have done. They've, they've taken advantage of a, a period of the season when when the Panthers have got all their key players out. And like you said, they've got some key players out as well. But then it adds to how good your depth, and their depth is really good. So, yeah, you win two, a game two weeks ago, have a bye, now win on the weekend. All of a sudden, they're on 16 points. They're one point out of the eight, and they're right amongst it now. So, And winning just winning breeds confidence. And doesn't matter how you win and who you win against. I remember, Sammy, when we won the comp in 2003, we... Played the Broncos during origin period, beat them 13-6 at Suncorp Stadium, and then we played the Newcastle Knights during origin period and beat them quite convincingly. And that played a huge part in us winning the minor premiership and the premiership in the end. No one remembers who you play against, what team you beat in round 15 or round 16. All they see is that you beat the Penrith Panthers in round 15-16, and that goes a long way into you playing finals footy. So mm. it's all about timing. And the Cowboys, like you said, they're just priming themselves beautifully now. And they've got some really key players that have all come back now that, that I think they'll make a tilt. And I think they'll eventually make the eight. And I think they'll stay there at the end of the year. Yeah, and it's just a roster with so much quality on it. You can't see anything but them making final football. Uh, Knights, Roosters, and Roosters getting a two-point win there. But it's scrappy once again, Sets. And I know they're missing a few players. Them. It was a horrible game. At what yeah. point? At what point? And I'm not saying you put a line through the Roosters, but at what point is it almost too far for the Roosters to completely turn around this season to the point where they are premiership contenders? What everyone thought at the start of the year, I had them as minor premiers. I had them as playing in the grand final as well, Sammy. But no, I, I think they. I don't think they'll make the finals this year. Unfortunately, I, I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of decisions that are being made by players off the field, and the way that they're living their life currently is playing a, a big role in the way they're preparing and playing on the field. They've had some injuries to key players. The dropping of Sam Walker in the end wasn't the right one, but it was probably a, a dice I had to roll at that stage. But, and then the 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 experiment with Joey Manu at 5'8 didn't work. But mm. He looks really good at fullback on the weekend, but that's where James Tedesco <laughs> usually plays. Uh, they've got all these injuries to some some really key players that plug plug a little hole, a lot of holes for them. Now the the jaw injury to Luke here, which we're hearing may not be broken. It may only be a week or two out of the game. But they've had this fractured season where they've never had their best 17 on the field. And and so, unfortunately, just with, with you know, a lot of those, you know, a lot of those situations that have arisen throughout the year, whether it's on the field or whether it's off the field, um, it's really affected their performances. And I don't think they're going to find any mojo or any rhythm anytime soon. That They'll go on like a... You know, if you're out of the, if you if you're in the bottom half of the of the competition, you've got to start putting five or six and seven games, seven wins together, to really entrench yourself in in your finals of rugby league. And I don't mm. think at the moment they're not playing good enough rugby league and don't have the players at the moment to be able to do it. Yeah, I'll just brush over the Eel Seagulls, uh, Storm West Tigers. I don't think that either of those results were too surprising. But the Sharks Bulldogs, Sharks forty eight points to ten sets. I think the Sharks might be the best team at beating teams below them. But outside of that, yeah. they just can't beat anyone above them. No, they can't. And that was what it was like last year as well. And and they've got such a great coach, such a great defensive coach as a player, Craig Fitzgibbon, but yet 
defensively, it's one of their greatest weaknesses. But they're good yesterday. Um, the Bulldogs are just... I mean, no one knows where the Bulldogs are at. Mm. And they've got some good young players. They've just got to try and get 50 games under their belt before they can really compete week to week. So, um, But the Sharkies, yeah, they just... You know, even though they've got the Dally M winner in Nico Hines, they don't have that... Even, they don't have that marquee player. They don't have that Tedesco or yeah. a Munster or, or a Payne Haas. They don't have one of those players that is just grabs the game by the scruff of the neck and says, yeah, this is what's happening. Um, they don't have that player. They're a good team, but you just need that blue-chip player to break the game open, and they just don't seem to have that player. And um, Yeah, I don't know where they're at. I don't know where they're at. I don't mm. know whether they're just going to make up the numbers or I get to the finals, and, and because of last year's experience, so and go to another level. So yeah, it remains to be seen. All I do know is that Craig Fitzgibbon is one of the great guys of rugby league. Is one of the great competitors of rugby league when he's a player as well. I'd love to see him on grand final day. He's just such yeah. a hard worker. He's, he's yeah. If you've never come across him and you had the opportunity to, you just you really enjoy his company. Mm. And I love and I do love watching the Sharks play sets when they're at their best. I mean, the attack is, is one of the silkiest yeah. in the cop. It is fun to watch. Uh, two two questions quickly before we let you go. And you mentioned big name players. Uh, I reckon Wednesday night, uh, Suncorp Stadium, an origin decider, uh, there is no one better for that occasion in hostile territory than Latrell Mitchell. He's not going to be there. Is it is it, <laughs> is it is it is it a case of two nil Queensland give them the trophy now, do you think? No, I don't think so, because Origin has this, the theatre of dreams, has this ability to throw up all these amazing situations. And it's no different with New South Wales. Now, have New South Wales picked a team that can beat Queensland? Well, it's probably arguable, but yeah, all it takes is two or three players to to really just dominate the night and, and rise to the occasion. And, you know, playing half playing on his, own, his home ground of Suncorp Stadium, the Queensland fans, fans love Payne Haas and the way that he plays, but he's playing for New South Wales. James Tedesco's been a, he's been in a like a, a cry, he's, he's like he's been cryvac the first <laughs> first game and the last uh, three or four rounds of the season. But there could be a, it could be a game that he just breaks out, just explodes. Then you got Tommy Trebojevic, who you just don't know what you're going to get with him. A lot of people say he's not at his best. I disagree. I think the last couple of weeks he's actually been showing signs of the of what we see from Tommy when playing with Manly. So and you've got the unpredictability of Mitchell Moses. So yeah, there is there is plenty of hope for New South Wales, but what I do know is that many people are saying, oh Queensland complacent, playing at Suncorp, uh, New South Wales got all these injuries, but one thing that Billy Slater won't let them be is complacent. Just for him as a player and from what I'm hearing as a coach, there's no way in the world that they'll be complacent with Billy as a coach. So it's it's not for Queensland. It's for Queensland to lose, I think. Mm. That's the position they're in at the moment. But like I said, Origin can throw up all these amazing amazing scenarios. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait for, for a packed out Suncorp sets and just the sound of, of watching the teams run out. It's gonna be it's gonna be electric. Uh last one before I let you go, uh, big story over this side of the ditch and I know it's starting to make waves over there. Uh Roger Tuivasashek, who hasn't made the All Blacks team but and I'm not sure how aware of this you are sets, but um, the All Blacks named two teams yesterday. They named their thirty six man squad for the rugby championship. They also named yep. an All Blacks fifteen, which is essentially, you know, the, the B the reserve grade team to travel up to Japan and play a couple of games. Now, he didn't make the 36-man All Blacks team, but he also didn't make the 15. 
which has everyone thinking that is his rugby career basically done and dusted and the circulation is now starting. Can he get an early release? Will we see him back in the NRL in 2023? It's it's a big, it is a lot of speculation because no one really knows whether or not he can get that release and, and salary cap, you know, teams, whether they can afford him, etc. But but how exciting do you think it would be to have Roger Tuivasashek come in halfway through the season uh, in the NRL? Oh, amazing for the Warriors. I love it for the NRL. And I love it for the Warriors because at the start of the season, I picked them as my most improved side purely because I love their CEO. He's a great guy. And I love their coach, Andrew Webster. He's just, you know, I've had a little bit to do with him from Penrith, but I just know the way that the Penrith guys talk about Andrew Webster. And I just knew that they were going to have a much improved season. They're playing so mature mm. now, especially defensively. But to be able to bring a, a diamond into the side like Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, I hope they find every every opportunity to try and bring him back to the game. I'd love to see the NRL chip in yeah. to bring him back to the game. I think that's how, how important he is to the game, especially the game across the ditch as well. But, you know, um, it's going to come down to what they've got in the salary cap. Now, what they usually do, a lot of clubs will leave one or two places open for throughout the year and some salary cap space because you don't have to have your complete top 30 fulfilled until about the 3rd of August. And they've and they've said so, as much. They've said as much. Sets. They've said they've got a couple of spaces. And Cappy, well, Cappy, got a couple of places. If you've got a couple of places left in your cap, and your minimum wage is you know around one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand a year. And let's say those bottom end cap players are earning that amount, say two hundred forty, two hundred fifty thousand for those two players. You'd think for the last half of the season, that would that would be enough for yeah. Roger Tuivasa-Sheck to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to fulfil his role in the in the Warriors side. Now the next question is where do you play him? Because everyone's been playing so well. But you know what was great players, Sammy? You just got to find somewhere for them. <laughs> and I think for him to start on the wing would be great. I think Charles Neville Cook Star is going to be a really good, would be a really good centre eventually in his career, which would open the way for RTS to go back to the number one jersey eventually, not straight away, but eventually. Do you think if they get him uh, this year, sets it propels them into a into top four contention, maybe even premiership contention? I think it. Well, I think they'll definitely play finals, and uh, I think that fourth position is up for grabs because yeah, there's a couple of clubs that like like Melbourne Storm. You don't know where you're getting with them at the moment. Um, they're usually a top four club, but you know they're, they're just they're not the Melbourne Storm of old, but they're still great at what they do, if that makes sense. So uh, the Warriors. Uh, continue to play the way they're playing. They're definitely a, a fourth position side, but if they could bring a Roger to of us a check in and they do make the top four, they're a definite premiership threat. Awesome sats. Love having you on as always, my friend. Uh, great opinions and analysis. Uh, enjoy Wednesday night as well. Uh, I don't know if you're heading up to Suncorp. Are you doing a call up there yeah, for, call for, the for SCN? Yeah. yeah, we're doing the. Of course, we've got the three calls: we've got the Maroons call, the Blues call, and the neutral call. And I did the neutral call in Adelaide for game one, which I love the neutral call. But game two. At Suncorp on. It's all Queensland. Call, yeah. <laughs> Love it, Seth. Well, enjoy it, mate. And uh, I hope for your sake uh, they go 2-0 and, and take the trophy. Anytime. Anytime, Seth. Thank-, Thank you, mate.